Good morning, and it's Lisa Hawkins. I'm glad to be back. I took a couple of um, days off. It was a friend's birthday, and we went and celebrated. And I gave myself a couple of days um, to enjoy that. And I am back to continue to share the Word of God and to encourage you on how to walk out um, your life before God and in this world. And what I wanted to talk about is um, having areas of your life that are frozen. So I wanted to share uh, five tips on how to declare your strength and how to not allow regret to keep you frozen in your life. One of the things that I hear and I know for myself I've dealt with is we'll make the comment that I'll never do that again kind of thinking. And obviously that's based on regret. But when we say that, we're also setting ourselves up for to do it again or to continually to allow that statement or that area of regret to keep us frozen. Because when we say I'll never do that again, we are imperfect and we make mistakes. And so when we make a statement of I'll never do something again or I'll never make that mistake again, We can also block out experiences in our lives because we can have false beliefs that good things that are coming before us may have the same result as our bad experience. And I want you to to think about that. When you say, I'll use a relationship, oh, I'll I'll never let someone play with my emotions again. What do we really wind up doing? That doesn't, it doesn't make us take our time in relationships maybe in the future and maybe really be sure about the person we're engaged with. In many cases, it makes women self-sabotage their relationships or turn off a person that may be... Um, seeking a relationship for the right reasons. So we can allow regret to be a blocker. It could make us accuse people falsely or make us oversensitive or put us in a situation where we continually blame others. So for example, I'll give a perfect one for me that's minor because I say it every day and then I'm like, I I wake up and maybe say I should have done something different. So let's say you know you should go to bed early, but you stay up maybe watching CNN or you stay up binge watching a show. If you're like me, if you get engaged with something you like and you have the whole season in front of you, You just want to continue because 
each episode leaves you wanting the next episode. So you have work the next day and you wake up tired and droggy. And you say, oh, I'll never do that again. But you do. And so it can be something minor or it could be something major. So what could you do to put a, a difference instead of maybe using, when we say regret sometimes, we are saying something, we can be say something about ourselves. You know, we can feel internally that we're not smart, we are falling for um, bad habits, and it can also make us believe that we're incapable of getting ahead because we start doing that self-judgment, overly critical about ourselves. So the one thing we can do is acknowledge what we're feeling. There's nothing wrong with, if you want to call it feeling regret, or what I would call learning from regret. So I regretted I ate a whole bag of potato chips. Why? Because maybe when I woke up the next day, the scale showed the result of me eating a bag of chips and the salt content has got me bloated, whatever. So do we say we're never going to eat another potato chip again? No, we then decide if we're going to eat, you may decide the quantity of potato chips that we'll eat in the future. And maybe have to then say there's a penalty or a action that has to flow with it. Maybe we have to then walk for two miles or whatever to counter what we know. If we are just dormant and don't work out, then we can't have our treat. So we put in place that if I'm going to enjoy those type of snacks, then I may have to work out to counter. Does that make sense? So, if we date the wrong person, or we have common arguments with our spouse that we keep falling into the same trap of things we argue over, whether it's finances or children or vacations, whatever it may be, we can put in countermeasures, correct? So if we know that we have a tendency to get into arguments, we can stop and acknowledge why. Why are we sensitive about certain subjects? We don't have to push our feelings aside. We can analyze what it is about this subject that creates such an emotion. Instead of blocking off, I regret I got married, or I regret I ate the bag of chips, or I regret I stayed up late, maybe acknowledging what it was about that situation that you enjoyed. Maybe you felt like you deserved a treat, you really like potato chips, and it's not something you have to never have, but it's something you have a plan with. If you argue with your 
your husband or someone you're in a relationship with often and much, maybe it's a parent. Maybe look at what is at the root of why these conversations lead me to be overly emotional. Maybe it's something I've never expressed or maybe they hurt my feelings or maybe I don't feel valued or acknowledged. And maybe dealing with that can lead to you not saying, oh, I don't need to talk to this person anymore or just um, getting an attitude and continuing the arguing, which is not good for you and not good for the other person. And sometimes you'll be like, well, why can't the other person just not annoy me? Well, we're only in control of ourselves. We're not in control of other people. And I want to read a scripture at this time at Philippians 3.13. And it says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Another area that I find that women struggle with in saying they've kind of missed the boat which falls under regret as well. They missed a boat on maybe their career or their education and they shoulda, woulda, coulda. And I really, it doesn't matter what age you are. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. You might be 50 years old and may not be happy with the career you've had, And maybe your children are at an age where they don't need you as much as they did when they was younger. Instead of um, mourning your children's loss at being, at growing up, maybe this is the time that you can look forward. That maybe you can get that degree that you didn't get or that trade school skill that you desire or start your own business you see it's never too late to look forward to what is true maybe you can explore your faith and understand some areas in your life that you need clarity on that you need to flush out and gain self-confidence gain self-confidence to not be stuck with what was done in the past or who or what happened, but to really feel like you can erase what's behind. Erase in terms of the negative effects, the things that keep you bound in making statements such as, I can't, I'm limited, I wish, I wanna, I can't because as believers, if Christ is within you, because if you believe and you are 
a Christian, you are a warrior, you are a woman, then you know that in every phase of life, the fight is maybe in a different area, maybe focused in a different area. That when we think of, can I, we have to think of that our capabilities are limitless. So it's only when we say, I can't, I won't, I've never, that we limit God to operate within us. I feel for myself personally that I have, uh, that I'm, I'm like, the, I'll use the cat analogy. I have nine lives. If you're not happy with where your life is going, then you have to choose a different direction with God. You have, you have the power to make the choice. You'll find later as we go on the podcast, I've made another choice in another direction of something that I want to, an area that I had been going to school for and pursuing um, training in that I started classes on a couple of weeks ago. And I can see the full picture of what I want to do in my retirement. I didn't see that last week. I mean, I didn't see it, not last week, last year. I didn't see that two years ago. I thought of when I get to retirement in 10 years that it's going to be look and feel different. And now I see the a plan unfolding that I'm really praying and asking God um, to give me knowledge and support in this area. And we all have to seek him. We all have to understand that there is no perfect plan. And we have to start with our intentions being based on our faith, uh, our natural skills and ability, or an area that the Lord has been pushing us toward, but we weren't able to see clear to believe that that was an area for us. And so we have to rest on what his truth is. His truth is that I have, did you have to press forward? The truth is that change is not comfortable. We can't bring change to our life and think it's just going to be fun and everything's going to work out perfectly. And because it's meant to happen, we won't have a struggle. That's when I know I'm on God's purpose and God's plan. It's when I struggle. So when people make you believe that everything is supposed to be easy, either they forgot the struggle of their success or they're not being honest. And so I don't want you to think success in area, any area of your life will not be easy. It's, not, it's hard to balance your finances and to make, um, become debt-free. It's hard. It's, it requires discipline. It requires you to analyze your spending. But does that mean that you can't overcome it? Yes, it would be nice to think I just need to make more money. 
But something you could affect today is your spending. You know, as women, do we need 100 outfits in our closet and we only really wear 20? Or should we just have 20 and wear 20? Do we need 100 shoes when we probably only wear 10? We only need 10. Why I can say that is because I have shoes in my closet I've never even worn. Either I'm not going to wear high heels that often, and you bought them and you liked them, but then you don't have appropriate times to wear them. Same thing with clothes. You know, I have a closet full of suits right now. I'm not in corporate America anymore, so the suits are collecting dust. Someone else might be able to benefit from those suits. So you see, sometimes we have our drawers full of things, but are they full of anything that we actually use? So when we analyze our life, think about, am I, do I have things in my life that I'm actually using or am I just accumulating stuff for that off occasion of when I will use it? So whether it be finance, whether it's relationships, whether it's advancing our careers, we have to make the tough choice that it will come with sacrifice. Maybe sacrificing some of your personal time, your TV time, your hanging out time. But if your goal is to be successful in your career as a parent and to feel fulfilled, to feel that you, guess what? You're moving forward. And in moving forward, you're going to fail. That's okay. You learn in failure. But you also learn to be wiser. And because you feel led to a certain career, whether it's God, doesn't mean, or your own feelings, it doesn't mean that you're going to be successful day one. I find young people today... They define success in many cases based on how much money you're going to make or how quickly, you know, you go to college for four years or six years and sorry, you're not a vice president the next day when you graduate. That doesn't mean you won't be and it doesn't mean if it takes you five years or ten years Sometimes people see other people get there quicker and they envy that. Some people burn out quicker too. They have all this, you know, bravado and all this personality and you see them live in large and two years later, they're not. So think of the slow burn. Think of living with a plan that every day you're getting closer to your dream. Every day, with failure or success, you're learning how to move forward. You're learning how to press forward. And to say, I've I've got what I learned from this experience, and I'm moving forward. What I really want today is to get you out of the mode of standing still and watching life pass you by. 
I watched, I, I can personally say that there, there's been a decade when I feel like I lost a decade or maybe even 15 years. It wasn't that I wasn't doing anything. I was definitely not moving at my capacity to move and accomplish more. And I don't want you to fall in that same position. You can't get time back. And no person, no failed relationship, no job is worth you mourning them and standing still for a decade or more. I've met people 30, 40 years living with regret over a relationship. No person is worth you fearing um, the ability to be in a healthy relationship, the ability to have friends, the ability to vacation, have new experiences. There are no perfect people and you only gain your strength through prayer, through your relationship with God and saying, I can. Using the words, I can. I can be smarter, stronger, wiser, more successful, discerning. I can bring increase in my, in my abilities to provide for myself. I have the ability to learn. You know, I met someone once and they said, I'm just not smart. And I said, that's impossible. That's impossible because everything is possible to those who know and love the Lord. So don't ever tell someone that you're not smart. Can we lack skills? Yes. Can we lack training? Yes. Can we need a coach? Can we need a mentor? Yes. All of those things are possible. So don't allow, don't allow yourself to believe that you can only be relegated to a certain area, maybe relegated to service industry or relegated to entry level, but not able to move up in an organization. That's a lie. The enemy wants us always to believe that our, our abilities are limited Our faith is limited. Our trust is limited. You can live an unlimited life. And I want you to think about, I have the ability to have an abundant life. You have to tell yourself that. I focus on who God is and who I am, who he created. He knitted me within his, in in my mother's womb. He didn't give me zero talents and skills and zero talents and smarts. No, he knitted everything that I need within me. So it's my job, it's your job to pull that out, to, you know, remove some self-doubt, remove some esteem issues and let those true talents come through. Believe in your capacity to grow, right? Regret can cause us to be excessively hesitant or avoidant. Drop being saying, I'm not going to avoid 
because in in going forward, you can win or you can be challenged. Both require sound like winning to me. Don't look at life as I go forward. Well, I could fail or I guess what? Failing is a part of the challenge, but we get back up. Look for things that you can self-hack yourself. If you know that you have to shift your thinking from repeating mistakes in your past, how can you, you know how you hack computer systems, how can you hack yourself? How can you bring a self-hack and say, I always fall in the pattern of X. I always, when I get nervous, I'm making this up, eat a bag of potato chips. Well, guess what? When that urge happens, you choose a piece of celery. You choose oatmeal. You choose an apple. Right? We have the ability to have choice. So we may fall into patterns, but we have to shift and stop replaying the old episodes in our lives. And we need to be in a new season, right? A new season has new episodes. New episodes bring hope. New episodes bring change in our behaviors. New episodes brings new emotions, new challenges, new stairs to climb or run, but also the opportunity to bring happiness. Happiness is something that we work toward. Happiness comes from satisfaction, satisfaction of our lives. We need to not live and allow boredom to creep into our lives. We need to live and allow happiness to envelop and fill our heart. Happiness can be a result of joy, but that joy comes from the Lord. We want that we can have joy and still have challenge. And I think that's where people get caught into believing, I don't have the joy of the Lord because I have this challenge and that challenge. Did not the disciples have challenges with men and women, but did they not have in their heart the love for the Lord. They lost their lives. Were they not challenged? But did it change the joy and the truth that they knew in Christ? Did Esther not have the whole world and money and fame and and fortune? But did she know that she had a responsibility and a choice to make? and was challenged. And because of the choice she made, was blessed. Was the choice easy? No, she had to fast, she had to pray. She had to seek God. And she was told, if you don't do the right thing, there would be a price to pay, but someone, but God would get it done. Don't allow yourself to not receive, not to live out your full potential and to sit in a nursing home or with your family and and your main conversation is the regrets you have about your life. No, be there sharing that the joy of what you learned, the challenges you had,
the areas that you defeated, the areas that you felt victory in, and how God is a faithful God, and that he brought you through, that your encouragement came from continuing to believe, continuing to bring discipline, continuing to have that self-confidence and breaking down areas of doubt and not letting mistakes keep you frozen in your life. So today, pray to be unbroken, right? To not be filled with regret. Pray to maybe you have people you have to forgive, but allow yourself the freedom to experience joy, to receive happiness, and to be hopeful. You know, bring the S back into your life. What does that mean? That's success. Allow yourself, find other women that are on the journey to success. Stay in contact with the podcast. You know, I've, I've written a book called Christian Warrior Woman that is a guide to taking back your faith, your family, and your future. And the total focus of the book is to help you uncover your future with God, to uncover your success, and to lay down your past experience and to press forward. I pray that you are blessed this day. Get rest, allow peace. Don't let the world and the news and things around you bring doubt and help and make you lose hope in what you're capable of. But remember, we are of Christ. We're not of the world. He has set us apart and he covers us with his blood each and every day. I pray peace and protection over you today and every day and your children in Jesus name. Amen.